and just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really. People, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, thank you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. a lame duck week in wrestling i'm gonna be honest with you like there isn't a lot. it's just, all preparing for next week just the general energy of, of raw and smackdown kind of felt like you know when um what i had the explanation last night i was gonna tweet it and then i said i'd save it for the show you know when you're about to move but you still have to kind of like live there for three days <laughs> Like, you still, like, you have your bed still there, of course, but, like, you don't have any of the, you decided you were going to pack up most of your clothes, most of your sneakers, most of your dishes and everything of the rather, and now you're kind of just, like, living out of, like, whatever, because you're living off of, like, you're sitting on boxes and or eating Chinese food until you decide to move. That's how this week kind of felt in wrestling. Yeah, it it definitely did. Uh, All eyes are on the NXT show on Wednesday, which we'll shortly talk about here. Uh, it's on, of course, AEW debuting, SmackDown finally hitting Fox, and that that promotion train is going on like full speed ahead. And you have basically, honestly, like a reset on on the USA networks with with Raw. So we're we're kind of like, you know, blazing toward that uh, eventual, well, not even eventual, the inevitable at this point. And I mean, we also have to blaze toward the inevitable as well, which is our schedule changing for the A show, which I guess we should talk about right now, just so people will not look for the show on Thursday. Yeah, I don't think... So Thursday will probably no longer do unless they move SmackDown back to Tuesday, which I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be mad with. And do I think a SmackDown move is in the future? Yeah, more than likely. Um, I think to keep it on Friday night for such a prolonged period of time, it would be nice, but I don't think it's great for any television show. Um, I think... SmackDown moved to Friday night based on like necessity of like we currently have our fall schedule planned and here's how you guys fit in mm-hmm. because Friday nights are generally generally super open um, but I don't think they'll stay on Friday nights I don't think moving in maybe even 2021 2022 I don't think SmackDown will be on Friday nights um, as longer anymore but with the Friday night move it leaves a large gap in our schedule especially yeah. from Monday to Friday when we're not covering shows um and now it's like a weird kind of gap where it's like do we cover friday to monday considering now they're going to be two separate shows do we do you know do we do monday and then we wait on friday and then we record on saturday and then kind of like start the cycle over again in like a 90 within like 36 hours yeah um so i think we sent out a tweet earlier yep and yeah. It's honestly, I mean, I think a lot of people are saying um, move to Wednesdays. Yeah. Um, Some people are definitely saying Saturday. Um, We've taken it all into account, especially considering our own personal schedules and also um, what we think is best for the show. And I think for honestly, I think for a trial basis, we should try the gosh. I think we should try the Wednesday thing first. Yeah, it it frees up. Um, like we record on Tuesdays mm-hmm. and then we can release it on Wednesday. Yeah, we it frees up our Thursdays, it frees up our well, Fridays, weekends. Uh, you know, I, I much rather do this beginning of the week than end of the week, you know, right? 100%. And granted, there's gonna be a huge news cycle towards the end of the week. I mean, you have Raw, you have SmackDown, you have everything that happened in between, but you really don't even get like. But the, the turnaround for that, especially if there's a pay-per-view, it's kind of very, very short, which is what I was always worried about. And considering they do plan on making SmackDown and Raw two separate shows, I don't know how long that'll last, even though I guess Fox doesn't want people who's on USA on their network. Um, 
and vice versa. But I don't know how long that'll last because WWE at the same time is like, listen, if one rating is ratings is going down for one show, they're pulling somebody from one show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Roman will be visiting. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it, it, it's an interesting prospect. But I'll say that speaking of um, this entire two shows thing, we talked about it actually a couple, uh, probably about a week or so ago for the draft because the draft is going to be a pretty major thing. I'm not actually sure how they're going to do this. Do you have any idea how they're going to actually do this? Well, here's here's what's funny about this draft. It was brought up offhand by Todd Phillips on SmackDown this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like during a what, what match was it during? It was like during the uh the tag match I think with with the New Day. It was brought up just like whatever like oh yeah it's going to be in two weeks uh what's going to happen never talked about again there's been no advertisement for it at all the only thing we know about uh nxt uh is that they're not going to be eligible in this draft and that right. it's going to start on smackdown and end on raw which is backwards from what we usually do but it kind of works out for our schedule quite honestly Absolutely. um wait it does is that how it's going yeah, it starts on SmackDown on the eleventh. Uh, uh, on the eleventh, yes, it starts on SmackDown. And then it wow, did not even realize it. It ends on Raw. It works. Huh. For us. It works for us because we'll have released on Wednesday, and then yeah, we'll be able to talk about all of the picks uh, on on that that Tuesday. Well, do you still want to do the draft special then? I don't even see what's the point anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You still want to do the draft special? We were originally going to do a draft special, one on, you know, we do SmackDown and then we do Raw um, in two separate episodes. But I feel like now we should just consume it into one giant episode at this point. It should be one show and then we should do a draft rating like we usually do. Okay, so here's here's what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> the draft episode, considering last episode was episode 100, shout out to that. Um, this episode is 101, 102. So the draft episode will actually be the two-year anniversary show. Mm-hmm. Um, now that, you know, so we'll do a whole, you know, we'll have parties, we'll have cake, we'll have all these <laughs> other separate things. Um, you know, it's all it's all the anxiety is just rushing back of what we're going to do for this show. But um, it'll be our two-year anniversary since uh, Raw was under siege. Um, and we'll have, we'll have a lot of fun on that show. I mean, it's going to be the draft. Are you anticipating anything about this draft? Like, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know how they split it in two shows. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, this needs to be... Unless it's a shakeup. Again, you know, if NXT isn't a part of it, I don't know what they're going to do because, I'm, you know, we're fully expecting NXT people to get called up. Now they can't. So, like, Shayna Baszler, it doesn't look like she's going to go up, even though we right. thought a couple weeks ago that she, you know, she's a shoe-in. And, but, I mean, she's always a, a freaking shoe-in, so it's like, you know, whatever. But... I would expect a sh- this is basically a shakeup. No one's going to be drafted up, but they could always change the rules here. I right. expect a lot of people to move. Like, I think Ricochet might stay, but I'm pretty sure Roman might be going back to Raw. I think. I mean, so here's a th- it's it's weird if they don't include NXT in this because I do think they should include NXT in it, and I'm not saying like completely like cycle out the NXT roster, but you have William Regal, you have you know. I guess, I don't know, whoever else is on that show at that point. And you kind of just say, like, okay, there are going to be four eligible people that can be drafted from NXT, and in return, we'll get two people or four people. But also um, we expect, also we expected, or we've been hearing that main roster people will be going back down. Yeah. But that doesn't, from the last week of television, to me, honestly, it doesn't look like the case anymore. Because right. over the last week, I felt like we've had at least eight returns. <laughs> <laughs> eight returns and in prominent spots. And, it, like, the thing about the, the creative is, like, I don't know if it's because they got competition. I don't know if it's because they have to please investors or Fox or USA. like Or it's the draft or something. Yeah, like, they're putting people in, like, pretty prominent spots. I mean, just this couple weeks alone we've got uh luke harper coming back we've got rusev coming back like they're on another and i said this earlier Leo rush came back last month came back like there is someone like, who we thought were exiles forever <laughs> exactly and it was like there are people that were thought to be by a lot of the pundits and stuff like that underused undervalued buried 
they're coming back and they're in really prominent spots. So it's like, I, it, it's hard to say WWE isn't even a show you want to watch. I'm intrigued as, as to where these characters are going to go week to week. I mean, you even got Nakamura looking like a killer again. You know, I think in regards to the draft, I think what we're always comparing it to is that 2002 draft, the initial draft, because I think that was the one. Granted, SmackDown was completely stacked on that show. I think Raw got, besides getting Stone Cold Steve Austin and maybe The Undertaker, I mean, SmackDown had Triple H. They had uh, they had The Rock. They had, you know, Chris Jericho. I think they had... Uh, Kurt Angle, they had Hulk Hogan, they had a whole bunch of other people. Um, I think what we're comparing it is to sort of that draft and um, trying to, you know, really see like, okay, where the star power kind of lies and and where each person's going to go. Um, yeah. And I kind of want it that way. I want the, I want the, I don't want it to be a shakeup where it's like, okay, we're only moving these twelve guys because we feel like these twelve guys are necessary. I feel like. It should be, let's take the entire roster, treat them as one, and then we completely spread them out as they should. Mm. That's how I feel like it should be. I feel like the roster should be defined after the draft. After Friday, that Friday and that Monday will still con- will be featured both talents mm-hmm. um, from Raw and SmackDown on both shows, kind of like how it's going to be for the October 4th episode of SmackDown. Um and then after that, like that following Friday after, after the Monday, the last Monday, then we start kind of the shows. And I think WWE will now begin to start, I guess, their weeks on Friday um, yeah. as opposed to Monday. Hopefully that kind of works out. Well, it's so weird because they got to go right back, establish this roster before Hell in a Cell, then have... No, no, no. It's after, it's after Hell in a Cell, isn't it? I mean, after Hell in a Cell. And then establishes roster to a point where we have there has to be some type of loyalty there before survivor series which i have no clue where they're going with that Whew. there's so much things i love i i hope they don't change the format of survivor series because that kind of would be the easy fix of them just deciding hey let's go back to the way it was in the pretty much the aughts where it was just like raw's having matches smackdown having matches and occasionally there'll be a five on five yeah. um i really like the idea of the all-star game being survivor series because it makes survivor series an attraction that we haven't really had ever in professional wrestling and considering you have both brands and kind of doing it. I hope they kind of continue that. Um, it also seems to be like a nice little like beginning path, like preliminary path for WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of questions up in the air with this draft. They really haven't really set the rules. Like, and then 205 Live. I think we got some news on 205 Live that 205 Live will be moving to Fridays. Yeah, it'll be moving to Friday at 10 p.m. Uh, we just found out today. Actually, NXT UK will be on Thursdays. So you have pretty much a whole week of wrestling now. Like you yeah. have Monday Raw. Monday you got Raw. Tuesday you now have Impact which will be coming back at the end of October. I mean, those boys know how to run, don't they? Yeah. They <laughs> will never die, bro. Like, it is legit. They are, like, fucking Michael Myers. I love how on any network they are on, they're just like, oh, SmackDown's moving to a new time slot? We have to move our show entirely to a new day. And they don't even hesitate. There's no major announcement. There's no major shakeup. It's just like, no, Impacts will be on Tuesday now. You know you know the reason why. Um but it's a good day. It's a good day. Monday, mon- Monday. Wednesday, Wednesday, you got NXT. And AEW. Dynamite. Thursday, NXT UK and beyond, which is, like I think, all online. Then Friday, you have uh, have SmackDown. Saturday, New Japan, uh, if, if whenever they come back. And then Sundays, realistically, pay-per-views. And Saturdays, realistically, will be AEW pay-per-view days. So it's a whole week of wrestling. I'm sure I'm not watching all of it. Um <laughs> I'm just not even gonna. I'm not gonna act like I am. Like I'll, I'll watch it. I, I hope AEW's on some sort of a on-demand service after it airs, um, yeah. And and not just watch wrestling.com. But you know, we'll, we'll see how this goes. It's kind of a weird. You know, we're kind of in a weird space right now. It's a. Well, we just figured it out. We just figured out our schedule here. Uh, we're we're flying. We're we're calling it on on in the ring here today. Uh, but I mean. How do you feel about the 
the NXT on USA thing? How you did you watch the show last week? Did you rock with it? Did you not like it? Like so, I thought it was, thought it was a really good show. I'm not even gonna lie. I think the only thing that disappointed me was the uh, the Roddy Strong Velveteen match that ended the the show. But then we found out the ne- the next day that the Dream had back problems going into it. Right. I think, you know what? I thought it was a stupendous show. I think the live energy brings something new. Now, I'll be pressed to see if they can continue with that same energy with roughly the same crowd every week um, because they are from Full Sail. And I'm not saying anything against Full Sail. You know what I'm saying? But it's Mm -hmm. like to present your product in front of that crowd every week and having to pop the same people every week. It's a little bit of a task, but I think they're up to it, especially doing it for two hours every week. I'm actually interested in like how the tickets are going to be sold for that because. Oh, they, they release them every like week. I think they just released the, the tickets for like the uh, late October shows. Okay. All right. Um, so that'll be interesting. I'm wondering what if you get like a season pass to NXT? I think that would be cool. I think, um, I think the idea is that, like, they have to start touring in 2020, right? Like, they can't keep going in full. So this has to just be because this whole move happened within a month. Literally, mm-hmm. within three weeks, they, they moved to, to live on Wednesdays. And, you know, just to top out the year, they, they're going to run full sale. But I think, like, if you're going to have them travel, that's the real third brand type thing. Even if it's, like, you do two months in full sale, a month traveling, two months in full sale. You're really going to have three separate crews traveling at a, per- a pertinent time, though. I mean, I don't think I don't know if it's three as as much as it is two, but, you know, you're going to have it's different arenas. Yeah, but you're going to have like a crew set up. I mean, I mean, hires more people, bol- bolsters the economy. I'm all for it. But you're going to have a crew on Friday working on SmackDown and then they got to go over and move on Monday and work on Raw. And then you got to have another crew available also working on Wednesdays for NXT setting up and breaking down. That doesn't include pay-per-views or anything of the, the Hall of Fames or all. But the subjects. NXT crews are different, though, Mills. Yeah, but they're different by virtue of their. They also run sale. Arena. They run smaller arena. They run like college. Uh, yeah. But how many times have we seen them? Like they've they've done a handful of times, maybe out of the, out of the things, and it was at the Florida Bowl and all this stuff. I'm just interested in how the semantics for this kind of work. Like I could see them traveling. Don't get me wrong, and I guess the idea is for them to travel because it's WWE. Like they'll figure it out. Like what am I complaining about? Um, but I just want to know the semantics of it. It's a it's a, it's a little interesting. But I think um, if they ended up doing it in full sale, I think. Quite honestly, they should have like a, a fraction of the damn school and also <laughs> like a part of Orlando economy because that it, it makes Orlando an attraction, right? Like it makes it if you want to make sure you get NXT and you get NXT riled up and you get people, you know, really running towards there, it makes it an attraction. Then you kind of they could set up the Hall of Fame there, that live Hall of Fame they've always wanted to do and all this other stuff like that. Like it makes it, you know, an attraction. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty cool. Uh, all, like, all, I want to go to an NXT show, but all, I have to go to Orlando. All said, um, I thought the show was really good. I right. thought women's match I also thought it was good. Yes, such a great idea to open with that women's match because you you set it off, you know, from the jump that this is what we're about. This is what we're we're you know this is what we offer. And like again, I'm very hard pressed to think that there is a better group of talent in the world than NXT right now. Like you saw that on Wednesday, even if you bring in the two or five talent that don't get a lot of love on these, you know, on the live on the USA network, you know, like you had Leo Rush and, and Oni like tear down the house on last Wednesday, you know, the show opened to 1.1 million viewers meals. Like that is spectacular for a show that never, never ran live before, never, never ran live on, on, on any major network before. And, you know, mm-hmm. It, it's again, it flabbergasted me because I thought 0.8, maybe 800,000 was the, the height. And I was like, 1.1, I think USA is like, okay, we're, we're keeping the show for the long run. And like, again, they're, you know, putting it against AEW Dynamite, that first show on October 2nd versus NXT's first show on October, October 2nd, which is going to have a women's title match. It's going to have a tag title match and it's potentially going to have a NXT title match. That's a takeover level show. I, yeah. I, that blows out whatever they're going to do on AEW that night. I agree. I think it's a, I think there's a lot of, this is a very 
interesting, but yes, also a very exciting time for professional wrestling. And we're going to get the full bulk of it, especially over the next week and a half. Like, it's going to be crazy. I would I would implore everyone, if you don't have time to watch the show, make sure you tune into the call up every week because it's now like and the NXT things are really now like the bee's knees. Like, it's really like the 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 main event um and then also what happened on the show like a few things that happened on the show but we saw kushida on the show and he got into it with walter which we never thought it would happen again um, they can just do this you know like they can just pick people up and put them in place like it's so crazy right that that was even a thing like i i stayed like the, the rumor the rumor with walter was like he's just he's not leaving germany so don't ask him <laughs> and, right? and they signed him and they were like i guess that's the I mean, be signing him knowing this, and then there he shows up in Orlando, and he's got another match this week, I believe. Um, yes, it's going to be Kushida. Actually, let's, let's let me run it down. This week's NXT, it'll, it'll it will have aired by the time this comes out. So, uh, so we have Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane in the street fight, and the winner receives an NXT title match. Heath Lee versus Di- Dijakovic, which they've done this before, and they've all been amazing. Which is also this week, Walter and Imperium versus Kushida and uh, two unknown partners in a six-man tag. And you also have Dakota Kai returning uh, on tonight's show or this week's show. Listen, it's a good-ass show. So make sure, you show. <laughs> yeah, make sure you tune into that. Make sure you tune into uh, pretty much everything. And tune into the call-up with um, hosted by MJ. Make sure you tune into that if, yeah, if you can't make the show. And shout-out to MJ for starting his own uh, podcast on the main RNC radio network, uh, The Final Cut, going over uh, all – uh, all things American Horror Story 1984. I don't know how he has time to watch all this shit, but uh, yeah, it, it is. He, he's a he's a machine. Um, I've been looking at kind of light news. Let's see. Let's run through the little gamut of news cycle. We'll touch on some hot takes, and then we'll touch on the main shows, and then we'll head out. Um, thoughts on first of all, it appears to be Seamus. Seamus news, if you want a Seamus update in your life. Seamus appears to be med- medically cleared, <laughs> but there is no plans on currently returning. I assume that will change maybe with the draft. Um, but Jason Jordan, not cleared. <laughs> Still, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I saw him damn. in a, I saw him in a uh, Michael Jordan suit, so I think it's over for him. Oh, my God. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Um, supposedly. Oh, we also got... Um, if you like the rumor report, um, Vince McMahon apparently still hates Cedric Alexander. How do you feel about that? <laughs> uh, my answer Dave is Meltzer. Dave Meltzer reporting that Vince McMahon cannot stand Cedric Alexander and wants to purposely bury him. Cedric Alexander is on TV every single week going against the, I'd, I'd say, next to the Fiend, probably the 1B heel on that show mm-hmm. every week. And then on Monday, on the season premiere, Overall, the biggest show of the year for them. Oh, oh! What the hell is that? Uh, the, is that the big Wale? Is that the big homie Wale? No, nah, it's, it's the big homie mom. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to decline her for for the A show real quick. Um, well, where was I? Oh, I was I was saying the uh, he he has a match on the season premiere of Raw, the biggest show of the year for them, or the biggest show of the fall for them against AJ Styles for the United States Championship. Come on now. Is this burial? You you don't want to know what burial is? Him not him him not being on TV or or being what EC three or what happened to EC three this Monday? <laughs> EC three, I don't know what what's the status on EC three. Like what's the is he just? I'd imagine he's got a couple years left. On yeah, that. you know what? It never comes when you want to, but it eventually comes. I say stick it out of EC three. Unfortunately, I'm sure he's going through periods of just like, yo, this is the same crap. Like, I, I really picked myself up, went to TNA, um, improved my profile. They picked me back up, back into WWE, and it's like I never left. Um, well, he had a lot of stops and starts. I think he had a really big concussion thing that happened uh, on NXT after that dream match. Yeah, but that shouldn't that that doesn't affect like the talent that he has. It's like obviously I feel like he's generally a talented person who rises to the occasion um when presented with an opportunity and I feel like they haven't really capitalized on that. They haven't even attempted to capitalize on it quite honestly. Even how he was written out of NXT. He was just beaten up by the undisputed era. He was <laughs> like, injured. Yeah, but it's like I feel like, you know, 
maybe this draft will be nice to EC3. Who knows? Maybe you'll get a Bobby Roode-esque tag team partner or something. I um, think Bishop would love EC3 on SmackDown, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I think, maybe. I think we'd love him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Cedric Alexander, not buried. I think that, of course, and I kind of intimated this uh, before, that are they trying to play him as like a Mikey Whipwreck underdog type character that is constantly getting beat but keeps you know coming back and trying and i think if you want to really feel a good moment on raw i think you would naturally have him win the title there and i and i think that would be dope i think aj is more than up to do that and i don't think it would hurt him if he did lose to cedric alexander who would you know by all means when all these people leave and go to smackdown which i'm pretty sure smackdown is going to raid raw <laughs> come two weeks from now he would be a great person to be on that upper mid card scene that he can go yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, next part of the new circuit, we have Stone Cold Steve Austin says, could he wrestle one more match? He says, yes, in theory. Um, <laughs> in it, story. It, 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 on his show, he says, yeah, he's been at Raw in Tampa. He's been at Raw in Madison Square Garden. Obviously, I'm just like paraphrasing this for, for our time purposes. But he says, like, physically, would I be able to have one more match? Yes, most definitely, and I could make it into that match without being injured, although the risks are always there. Just because I think of all the surgeries I had where I had spinal stenosis and that bone spur taken off my spinal cord, I'm in a good place. Nerves are feeling a lot better than they used to. So, you know, in theory, could I have a match? In theory, yes. Um, (laughs) I think, you know, I think he's getting the itch. He does this every year. He did it on his podcast every single year. I think he's getting the itch though. He's been he's been back quite frequently and he's 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 dealt out a couple stunners. He's like, yo, my shoulder's feeling good. Do you want to see it? Do I want to see him one more match with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Um yeah. you know, it kind of depends on the opponent, but yeah, I would actually like to see that. Like, let's say it's AJ. AJ would be weird, but I wouldn't be against it. I feel like AJ would only open it to it one more match against somebody else i don't feel like aj is the last stop so i would say but i think he's someone he's a superstar who's very hard on himself he's like yo i would have to get back into shape i'm not trying to be wrestling with a t-shirt on like these other losers um and, and all this other stuff like that austin's a little tubby lately he's a little rotund he's he's 54 years old he only he has his own beer i think he's a. Uh, I think he you know it, it it makes perfect sense it's very on brand for him um Let's see. There is more news this week. Let's see if there's any more news. Oh, SmackDown rating went up. I guess we can talk about that when SmackDown eventually things, but the SmackDown rating actually continued to go up that week. This week, um, it's excitement. They've they've been pushing. I have to commend them for for upping the ante on the Fox stuff within the last couple of weeks. It's been perfect. It's been timed out perfectly. You see, they they have a WWE on Fox Instagram and Twitter now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have to say, like, a lot of people are really excited for what's coming next. And it was the last episode on USA. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people were tuning in to see if anything happened uh, this week. Let me spoil it. Nothing did. But, uh, you know, it was worth it. Um, So I'll present you with this last opportunity. Last thing. And it will be the last news. And I'll present you with an opportunity. Okay. Next week, SmackDown, L.A. Are you interested in going? Um, currently I am supposed to be going. Okay. All right. So, uh, I will let you know, cause I know what you're, I know where you're in, what you're intimating right now. I will let you know, uh, what the status is. Cause I don't know if the person I'm going with is going to be in town, but they have invited this person. So I, I never know until, you know, last minute, but, um, I do plan on going that, that is already booked. I already like took the day off and everything so that I can just, go to all the events. Oh, wow. But, uh, you know how that happened last time. Oh, God. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, this time it'll be a proper work from home. Uh, that'll be what it is. Um, but instead, all right, so how would I say this? There's a report out next week on SmackDown, live episode of SmackDown. I mean, we already have the confirmation of people like The Undertaker and Ric Flair and Sting. Sting returns. <laughs> I was like, to where? Um, there is a little rumor. There's a little tidbit. I'm not sure how real it is. I'm going to only say this allegedly. 
that the people's champion, the guy who coined the term SmackDown himself, may show up on this premiere episode of SmackDown. Do you feel like it's likely? Yeah, absolutely. Roll the bag out, he'll come, he'll he'll show up. First of all, it's in LA. How long is the show gonna be? Two hours. (laughs) Two very cheeky hours. Um it's it's in LA. It's SmackDown. It's on network television. I think those are the three factors that make The Rock say, hmm, okay, all right. I see what y'all doing out here. Um, People were saying it's so weird he hasn't said anything about it. And I was like, yeah, it's probably because he's working you. Yeah, he might. He might. Um, I think it would be a great – unless if we get the tweet in the morning, I just want to congratulate you know WWE, big smackdown. The boys are going to have fun. I hope everything is good. If we get that tweet, he's not showing up. Yeah. Yeah, so make sure you stay tuned to his Twitter. If you get the tweet that, listen, he's just proud of the boys and he's glad in the opportunities he'll make and he'd do a nice little story, maybe show a little picture of the first SmackDown of him getting kicked in the face by Shawn Michaels, something like that. Um, He's not showing up on the show. But the fact that The Rock could show up on this show, listen, I would be on the first red eye to L.A. if I could. But I already yeah. went to Madison Square Garden, so. Huh. I've never seen him live, but I imagine it'd be pretty cool. I would imagine as well. Um, would you like to get into hot takes this week? I would honestly rather get into hot takes more than reviewing these shows. I'll tell you that. Oh, okay. This is like, I'm not trying to say like this episode is like a lame duck episode. I feel like there's a lot of great content we've already talked about. And I think this is an excellent episode of our show. But I think that like, what are the things you need to know about SmackDown and Raw this, this week? Like, okay, uh, we have two more matches added or we have one more match added to Hell in a Cell because they don't have time to really put anything else up there. And that's going to be uh, Roman and Daniel Bryan versus uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, basically. Well, first of all, we got two more matches added to SmackDown because there is a full-on ladder match that's been added to SmackDown. Oh, that yeah. We'll get into on SmackDown. So let's uh, let's get into these hot takes. But, yes, I would definitely love to do these hot takes more than talk about the actual shows this week. Um, our first one comes from John at JF, JFH2C. Shout out to John. Yeah. He said this homie. was a spicy one. He said, John Cena is the GOAT. He's done more for the business than any wrestler. Fox wouldn't run the E, that Billy, without him. WWE wouldn't be on ESPN without him. We wouldn't argue about wrestling Twitter without him. The podcast probably doesn't exist without him. He said, congrats on 100th episode. That's how you know how this is old. Um, but thank you. Um the way he carried the business through the post Stone Cold and the Rock era, showing up week in and week out and having the best matches after he was already the biggest name in the business is admirable. Plus, he seems like a good guy in general. Just wanted to give that man his flowers now, as it seems like he's hung up the jorts for good. Wow. You just wanted to dedicate this to John Cena from a John to a John? <laughs> Shout out to John, one of the one of RNC's most, you know, Biggest supporters, honestly. Uh, really, really great guy. Shout out to John. Shout out to John Cena. Shout out to John by Lil Wayne and Rick Ross. Shout out to all the Johns at this point. I um, I think, honestly, he, he's got a point as far as internet wrestling discourse goes. Because I think a lot of, you know, what we do today, without Punk and Cena, we wouldn't have it. I mean, that that's where a lot of this discourse started. Where it's right. like 2005, it was like, okay, we got to turn on Cena now. Yeah, that's the kind of peak smart era, right? Like it's, yeah. it's like in its genesis, but it's also it at its probably its most. I, you know what? I might not say most rabid because I think it's way more rabid now with social media and twitters. But if you look on the forums and stuff like that, you talk about John Cena. You talk about the five moves of doom, him beating people, him can't wrestling, him. You know all these other stuff like that. You get into you know the also had Triple H backstage powers. Um, all that other stuff. It's a, you know, he's, he's definitely in charge of the discourse that we have right now. And a lot of it. So, you know, what? shout out to John Cena trailblazer in many ways in one. Um, let's see. This one comes from Tayshawn to Don. He actually has two. I'm going to do one. It might save you for, right. it may save another one for next week. Tayshawn. Um, <laughs> he says, as much as I've enjoyed Kofi's well-deserved title run, I'd be a liar. If I said, I couldn't wait for the big dog to spear the pancake batter out of him and take his <laughs> rightful place back on top. 
<laughs> as much crap as people give Roman over the years, he is the guy. He has that big fight feel to him. And honestly, he's criminally underrated in the ring. Kofi, it's been real, but I ain't trying to see my WWE champion twerking and flinging pancakes on primetime TV this week. You know what's funny? I always think about Rob saying, uh, Kofi came on, you flung a pancake into the upper deck. <laughs> First of all, I always think of Randy Orton saying, I didn't have to shake my ass to get that title. That was funny. Um, that was green. I was like, Randy, you green, bro. So it's a, you know, would I want to see Roman with the WWE title? Of course. So I feel like this Kofi Kingston moment is over. <clears throat> he got one minute left in the 15 minutes. <laughs> Don't say it's 15 minutes, bro. It's been a sizable very competent run. Kofi Kingston uh, is the old town road of these champions. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's what a take. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. What a you take! And happened, you know what happened when it fell out number one? It dropped to number ten. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Are we got to see is Brock Lesnar Lizzo? What is? What are we doing here? Um, is it over? I would say if they can find a credible person who I feel like is good enough to take us. Listen, if we get more than one Brock Lesnar match on TV this year, I'm all for Brock Lesnar taking that title. But I'm not for him if he's really just like hamming it up and 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 we gotta endure the first couple months of SmackDown on Fox without a champion. I think that's so stupid. Yeah, I, I don't think they're, they'd be quick to do that. I honestly don't think they're, we're ever going to get a real finish to that match. I don't think Brock I think Brock is above the title at this point, to be honest with you. Yeah. I if mean, we, he has been for a long time, to be honest with you. Yeah, like if we were to um, even predict that match, I do not think it will end with a decisive finish next Friday. And I do not think Kofi is losing it before, was it TLC in December? I don't think he's losing it before then. Hmm. Hmm. I think he'll lose it at the top of like at the end of the year. Yeah, I think so too. I think end of the year is usually when they like to shake things up and switch the titles up. Um, but yeah, Tayshawn, man, listen, I've all, I've October fourth is going to be a big day, and it's going to be Judgment Day for Kofi Kingston because this is by far <laughs> blows out any other. Mills is shaking in his boots right now. I'm shaking. I'm 100 shaking. Um, next one. This one comes from Wrath Trollins. It says. With the exception of Mania and not counting Elimination Chamber and Fast Lanes, I hate when things start like that because now you're ignoring like things that actually happen. The pay-per-view Universal title matches this year have smoked the pay-per-view WWE title matches this year. Wait, say that again? He says the pay-per-view Universal title matches this year have smoked the WWE title matches. So he says in terms of match quality, the universal title matches have been much better than the WWE title matches. Um, I don't, the I, reason, I, so here's why I'd say I don't agree. Cause he counted out, he says with the exception of three. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I can't say it has because the universal title matches have not been like consistently spectacular. They've been like uh, Baron Corbin. Yeah, or Brock Lesnar, or it was either Brock and Seth. Don't get me wrong, Brock and Seth at SummerSlam, fantastic match. Um, even the, 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 the mixed tag match, also a good match. Um, the match with AJ Styles, very quiet, yet still very good match. Yeah. Um, but... When you talk about that, that run that Daniel Bryan had at the top of the year, you talk about the Elimination Chamber. I thought that was a great story that was told. Um, even the triple threat, with the, I think it was Kevin Owens. But there was, there was um, a clear cutoff, though. Yeah. I mean, oh, you're saying when Kofi won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. All right. Sure. What, whatever. I mean. Listen, I don't dislike. Of course. I know you don't. I don't dislike Kofi's run. I just have I've the matches have done nothing for me, Mills, and you got to keep it a hundred. Like the only matches that have been like really good are the Seth, AJ, and Brian matches that he had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you said it yourself. Like, why Dolph Ziggler for three months? Why Samoa Joe for two months? 
Randy Orton one was. Weak. It's not my fault. The opponents have been trash. AJ Styles had also a very questionable, shaky reign because of various opponents that have not lived up to the exact hype. His I heel run with the belt was better than his face run with the belt. Oh yeah, and he had a much longer face run, or at least it seemed very, very much longer. No, the, the face run was a year. The one where he was a heel lasted from what like October to May, or, or not May, uh, March or something like that. No, no, it was one reign. It just he switched at some point through when Coltman Shinsuke Nakamura oh, yeah, kicked yeah, him in the nuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, let's see. Uh, one more. I'm gonna gate this one. Um, he says not a hot take, but just a prediction. The Paul Heyman driven Raw will be. Cr- this is from Busby, by the way. So I just want to shout out to Busby. Not a real hot take, just a prediction. The Paul Heyman driven Raw will be creatively better than the Eric Bischoff driven Raw. Rita, I, it's too early to tell. It's way too early to tell. I, I don't think SmackDown's been terrible with Eric being there. I think, you know, with the exception of how that. Uh, who done it? Uh, yeah, that who done it turned out. Um, I, I need to see another major storyline on SmackDown. I really do. I need to see another one that kind of like, because I think Eric Bischoff is in the business of like telling these stories and telling these like he's worked a lot in TV, so he wants a lot of the dramatics that come with it and all these other things like that. Um, even if you look at some old, not like old WCW stuff, but like some like WCW nineteen ninety six through like two thousand stuff, it always like, I mean, it's, a lot of it's crap, but. <laughs> it's uh it's always always like who done it who's this this that is that it's just all about the intrigue and the story and carrying it every week i'm interested to see what he does paul Heyman, paul Heyman, i think he paints with a different stroke and i think it's a lot more um let's see how much we can toe the line and also let's see let's take these individual people and make them and enhance the best parts about them yeah i i will say Whereas SmackDown had us excited for two weeks about giving Buddy a credible run and then had him disappear for the last three. Mm-hmm. Um, Heyman and, and the team, remember these writing teams got sh- shaken up, by the way, but Heyman's team has shown a dedication to not only Cedric Alexander, but also Ricochet, also the Bray Wyatt character. And they, you know, even the Viking Raiders, who, even though they're not, you know, they're not in any type of main storyline they've made them look strong for the moment that they got on raw where they had like a really competitive 13 some minute match with the oc which i thought was i thought that match was was banging mm-hmm. and I, I think that you know these guys are getting over on the, on the raw show smackdown i i don't know i, I think like honestly it's going to be really weird in five or six months when we say wow raw feels more like smackdown in the 2016 era than smackdown like smackdown feels like raw right now yeah you know what? I think, uh, I don't know. I'm just really interested in seeing what they do. SmackDown on Fox. I'm really kind of like where they go, especially with a true roster, true not moving back and forth, no wild cards, no anything. Like, Well, here's what I want to know. Are, are they going to split up the four horsewomen? Because, I mean, Hell in a Cell is like the, the moment where, like, if you're going to do the belt swap, you got to have either Sasha winning and Becky move on or – Bailey lose it and Bailey move on. You know what I'm saying? Like someone has to swap here. Yeah, someone's losing the belt. Um, because then you you run the risk of putting it right back on um, uh, right back on Charlotte. <laughs> you know what? Let's save that for next week when we do our prediction show. It'll be after the October fourth uh, show, so you'll probably go. Um, actually, no. Next week, should we wait next week until after the Friday SmackDown? Um, no, we should. I, I like I told you, because I mean, like next week is it's a go home show. Yeah, but we only have one show to recap. Hmm. It, like, because then if we don't have, like, this show will not come out next week. If if we're gonna wait for SmackDown, it won't come out on Thursday. I mean, maybe maybe it doesn't come out next week. Or or we do like a little special bonus episode for people. I don't know. We can we'll, we'll figure it out. If you guys want something next week around this time, talking about Raw or talking about anything in particular, just let us know. Yeah, Maybe we'll get into some fun we stuff. Can, we can literally only talk about one show, and we could still technically give predictions on what we have from Hell in a Cell if that's what you guys want. But 
if you guys want us to do like our quick reactions from SmackDown on October 4th on that Saturday, that's also very possible. We could put that out literally like on that day. Yeah, yeah, we can do that as well. Um, let's see. Let's get into the shows this week. Um, yeah. Monday Night Raw, Friday, Thursday. Oh, God, Tuesday Night SmackDown. Ugh, utter that sound. Um, I, I'll be honest with you, have both of these shows on background. <laughs> like, uh, I- I did why I I'm gonna be honest. I cut off SmackDown shortly before the final segment because I'm just tired of Kevin Owens and, and Shane McMahon, mm-hmm. and I didn't need to see uh, the Kabuki Warriors squash oh, the. Wow. Uh, they didn't, I didn't squash them. I didn't need to see it. Um, Listen, here's don't my, let the Oscar fans come after you, man. They've been rabid. They've been hounding Chris Novak down like crazy. Shout out Chris. They hit my they hit my Instagram DMs. I don't only really care. Like I feel bad for Chris because I think he does get the notifications. I never see the notifications when they hit me up at all. Of I course, just, of course. Like, my phone doesn't. My phone doesn't buzz them. You know why? Because I clip my shit. My uh, my my account to uh, verified only. Listen, the verified life. I can only imagine. But um, here's my running thoughts on both shows. Mm-hmm. Raw, strong show. I, I thought the five way was really good for rehabbing Ray after the past two months. Um. I thought the this this I, I want to talk. I, I, we don't have time. We're, we're kind of running out of time here, but I do want to talk about the Sasha heel turn. Sasha heel turn. This the Sasha. You know her her heel her heel character right now. Okay, let's go. I'm not feeling it. Hmm. I don't think the promos are there. I don't think the actual like Twitter stuff is working for me. No. I think the Twitter stuff is actually worse than the butterfly stuff from a couple of months ago like i think that she like it doesn't feel natural it doesn't feel like that's like really who she is yeah i, I think she really, needs to beat becky up really bad yeah that's I, what I, I think she needs to do like to the point of like maybe becky is questionable for hell in a cell i mean she did something at the end of friday night smackdown but i mean everyone gets beat up like that but i think to really cement this sort of heel turn it needs i don't think after the clash of champions that this feud went up a notch in intensity i don't think at all no if anything it went back down in intensity becky's bringing it yeah becky is bringing it i will say she's seemed more into it than 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 ever throughout the two shows but i i think that like the sasha it's it's not clicking i think bailey the surprise of bailey turning overtook the Sasha return to me. Quick, in a lot of ways. quick question: You rank in the Horsewoman as of right now, as of today, as of September twenty sixth. How are you ranking the Horsewoman from top to bottom? Bailey, Becky, Charlotte, Sasha, right now. Wow. Sasha, Sasha, and Becky are t- going to steal the show in in a week, but though, so that's going to change obviously. But you know, those three have had a year like a full year of just them, you know, doing their thing. And Sasha was off for like five of those months. So like, I got to say, like, I, I think Bailey is really showing me something, showing us something, honestly, with this heel turn. I think that she turned herself up to 15 and making herself more anno- annoying. I think she's doing this way better than Sami Zayn did a couple of months ago too. I am. I think that because of there's so much shades of gray and people are not really sure how to really take Bailey, that it's actually kind of working out. I'll mm-hmm. say this. I'm giving it, I'm going Becky Bailey. Becky Bailey, probably Sasha, then Charlotte. Um, just because I think Charlotte has generally cooled off. Like she seems like the fourth wheel on some tricycle. Um, but she's always positioned as a threat, so she's always kind of like the oh, she could win at any time. Yeah, but I think even with this Bailey feud, at least for the, the last couple months, I think they're gonna they're having a match at Hell in a Cell, right? Or has that been not been? No, Bailey's not booked yet. Oh, okay. Um, I'm assuming they're having a match at Hell in a Cell. Um, yeah, it's just really been kind of like a lame duck sort of deal. Um, one thing I do want to ask you about, um, about Raw that people had a lot of, um, a lot of talk about. Oh God. The end of Raw, Seth Rollins screaming in, <laughs> in terror well, of I, the Fiend showing up. I had only seen the gifts and I was like, wow. I mean, okay, let me wait. Let me, let me, let me, cause you notice I didn't say anything about it until like mm-hmm. I actually saw it. So I was like. Oh, he he yelped for like two seconds and stopped. Like they made it seem like he was screaming until the the show faded to black. I think that again they're working in the, kind of like the reverse of the Brock Lesnar angle, where Seth is the athletic little guy that can beat big guys, but this time it's like let's work the mental angle and show us that like he's not as tough as he thinks he is, and there's actually something he's going to have to overcome. 
they do this often. Like, I mean, we've seen uh, Papa Shango matches where, like, the, the face was, like, shook of him. You know, it was like, this, right. this isn't different to me. I think that people look for any and everything to discredit Seth, which is kind of like the detriment to him that people go in so negative on him a lot. And I think, you know, some mm-hmm. of that is because of him. But um, I didn't ha- I didn't mind the segment. I think they've been I, I think they've been doing this really, uh, really fantastic job of building this program. I I'm just worried about the ending to it. Like, I, I'm like, what is the point of this if Seth loses a month after he won it back? You know, like, what what's the point of this? Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know what? I think in general, um, you know, in, in regards to the terrorizing screen, I think they're really focused on putting over the fiend, right? Like the fiend yeah. is really the focal point of the show and they really want to make him scary like that. And I don't even think people are realizing like Braun Strowman was screwing out of his mind, too. Yeah. <laughs> like Braun, he, got, he got his ass whipped. Braun Strowman got handled by um the fiend. I think they're really concerned about making sure that Bray Wyatt looks strong, looks like a credible threat could potentially be a credible threat post dispute if they decide to go separate ways and he doesn't win the championship feud. But also I think generally terrorizing. Like I think this isn't, this is a match. I think Seth Rollins has faced Brock Lesnar before and he's faced AJ Styles and he's faced everything, but he's never faced anything like the fiend. He's never faced anyone who's really been a threat to him, both mentally, emotionally, physically, all these other things. Um, before a few more things, let's see. It's because we have to go. Um, do 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 SmackDown. You don't feel anything about this Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon thing, but it will lead up to a ladder match at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, that's it. I mean, unfortunately, we have a short week. This you know, but we'll have plenty to talk about next week. Um, and we'll be back. Um, if you want to, you know. We'll be back. Continue dropping hot takes. I'll say that. We'll put the link in the in the episode description once more. Continue dropping hot takes. We'll be back next week with maybe one and or two episodes. Who knows? Um, we have a lot of content that's on RNC this week. As we talked about, we have MJ hosting the final cut. Um, we have a new episode of So Help Me God that dropped this week. Last week, I debuted my challenge podcast called It's a Challenge Um where you can watch me and my co my cohort uh, Maggie review the challenge every week on the RNC Radio feed. Um, last week he had a new episode of Late Fees as well, um, and we have so much more. Gosh, what else is on the what's all, what else is on the beat? Um, we had late fees, all of that. Late fees, all that. <laughs> <laughs> We got a new episode of Bound Silver, I think, coming up next week. So you have that to look forward to. And a whole bunch of things coming on the RNC Radio Pipeline. We are, oh, we have RSPN as well. RSPN dropped this week. Make sure you check out RSPN. It's back. It's in action. The best spot, sports podcast in the world. Um, sorry for this episode being so short. But, yeah, we're on a strict time construction right now. Um, but we'll be back next week. Stay tuned. Stay ready. Stay focused. And this is the A Show. We're out.